Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now find yourself a seat at their table. Hey kids, I'm Mike. I'm PJ. And today at the lunch table, we'll be discussing our favorite foreign films. So those are like English dubbed or ones that are subtitled. And um, yeah, we're going to just talk about our favorites and uh, go overseas, PJ. All right, going <laughs> overseas. Get your passports ready, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, we're going on a trip. <laughs> so uh, we always start off with a childhood memory. So PJ, what was like the first foreign film you saw, whether it was at home, at the theater... I don't know if it's the first foreign film I've ever seen, but it's the first one I think I can remember. Um, right. Like, having an impact. Yes. Uh, it was the year 2000, and I actually went to the theaters. You might have been there. I know our friend Dan was there. Right. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. Yes, that's on yeah. my list. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's the first time I can remember going to see And I remember having very little interest in this. But um, I went because we used to go to the movies all the time. Uh, I think our friend Dan was the one who really wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I was like, oh, whatever, it's a movie, I'll go. Yeah, for all the action scenes, yeah. for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you like that movie? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for, actually, funny, PJ, you said foreign film, so I think we would agree, like, I guess our first foreign film would be like the Godzillas, you know? Right, right, and right. Check out our past episode of Godzilla Minus One, and we talked about other monster movies. That was a fun episode. Check that one out if you haven't already. Um, but, dude, you remember as a kid, Having like HBO or Cinemax, whatever the heck it is. Right. Jackie Chan films. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was like, and they were like dubbed. Yeah. But it was like amazing. Jackie, fans, uh, Jackie Chan's yeah. First Strike, Super Cop, uh, yeah. Operation Condor. Like, those are all good. That I was like think the, of the best, man. I didn't even think of those as foreign films for some reason when I was right, thinking right. about it. But yeah, of course I watched all of those. Even the Bruce Lee films and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good ones. So, yeah, PJ. Uh, let's just start it off, my man. What's uh, what's some of your favorites? So I, I actually do have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as one of my favorites. It was directed by Ang Lee. Yep. Great director, fantastic. Yep. Also directed The Hulk. Yes. Um, he did Brokeback Mountain. Yep, did Brokeback Mountain. That should have won Best Picture that year. He he, uh, he has a, a lot of range as a director. Yeah, I think he did Life of Pi. You ever see that movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I think oh, he did do it. it's a great movie. I hear everyone mm-hmm. likes that movie. Yep, it's a great uh, Great cast, Chow Yun-Fat, Michelle Yeoh is in that. Yep. The cinematography, there's almost, what I liked about it was like, like I said, going in, I didn't have like a a real burning desire to see it. Yeah. I just went because that was the movie we were going to see. I am right. 100% certain we saw that movie together. Yes, we, you yeah. are right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So like yep. that was just like, all right, that's the movie we're seeing this weekend. That's yep. the movie we're seeing, whatever. Yep. Um, but the plot wound up being almost Star Warsian yes. in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, an elder renowned swordsman. He was a great warrior. Yep. He has to have his sword delivered wherever. Yeah, it was called the Green Destiny. The Green Destiny, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yep. You know, and he has to give it to a, a younger a female warrior to, to get yep. it delivered to the, the statesman that it was getting delivered to. You know, it has that sort of epic feel, that yep. Star Wars feel. The action scenes, the cinematography. It, it really was, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if groundbreaking is the right word, but yes. it was really powerfully done. You can't see that movie and not appreciate the art that was in it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know people like sometimes get a like, little like like turned off because like it looks like they're flying. Yes, but, but I like a- that. Yeah, but the action scenes when they're actually using the sword, yeah. oh, so damn good. I like that flying look to it because I think it made it look just yeah. more 
more yes. surreal, more yes. more fantasy, yes. more sci-fi. I, exactly. We, and that and the actress, that young girl, she yeah. went. She's uh, I forgot her name. It was like Zing. Right. Z, yeah. It starts with a Z, but she was in uh, like uh, I think Rush Hour Two. Yeah. Pretty, very pretty yeah. girl. But like her character was like, oh, she was like, you know, spoiler alert, but she was like kind of like just like this somewhat villain in it, secret villain. Yeah. I also loved all of the names. It was like Black Fox. It was like a yeah, Red was, Cloud. I'm like, yeah, memorable names, badass names. Yep. Great action. Great cinematography. Yep. I I think that movie did that movie win any awards? I think it, it did. It won. Right? I think it best one best foreign film. Yeah. And I think cuz that year the same year as Gladiator. Okay. So Gladiator won. I think Ridley Scott yeah. won for uh but I won best foreign film. Yeah, it, for sure. And it deserves it. Like it's yep. a it's a masterpiece, really. It's a great it's a great film. Yep. Definitely see that, folks. Um yeah, great choice, PJ. So PJ, I'm going I'm going to go French, okay? Ooh, French. Yes. Uh, French. <laughs> Um, Maybe. He, and you know this director, uh, Luke Besson. He did like The Fifth Element, The yep. Professional. He did one. I love this movie. It's called Angela. It came out in 2005. I just saw it one day, probably like 10 years ago now. Um, it was on the HBO. It's a black and white, some subtitles. Okay. And uh, basically it's about this. It's like a, I guess it's a comedy. Um, this guy is in black and white. Um, he's like, um, he, he's, he's in the deep end with this like mob. Right. Okay. So he's going to take his life. So he's going to jump off this bridge. And while he's about to jump off, there's this girl drowning. So he has to go down and ends up being this very beautiful girl. And he kind of, like, the comedy's like, you know, you know, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I was trying to kill myself. He's like, well, that was, awful. That was I was like a Woody Allen kind of thing. And, well, that's how right. I was trying to do that. Like, you're ruining my thing. <laughs> so long story short, Angela is actually uh, an angel. And so, like, you discover that's not really a spoiler. That's, you know, you kind of learn right. that early on. But it's really, it's all about, the movie's really about self-love. I hear he's really right. lonely and he got into the deep end with these people. But it's a really cute movie. The model is beautiful. It's this French model. Uh, but I, I love that film. And uh, I really recommend it. If you like Luke Besson films, if you want, like, a romantic comedy, it's very, very good. It's not like a cheesy, like, uh, like chick flick. Not, not at all. Uh, it's very cool. It's a really cool movie. Kind of reminds me of, like, if the Twilight Zone made its own like romantic episode, okay. you know, All right. it's only like an hour and 15, 20 minutes. It's very short, but it I love it. It sounds almost like it could be uh, almost like an It's a Wonderful Life kind of. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's funny. Yep. Really good. Yes, that's uh, my man. And I like. I love Luke Best. I love this. I love Fifth right. Element. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. So, what's what do you got else? What uh, else you got on the? I will be PJ? staying in the uh, in the realm of uh, Japan here. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a movie from two thousand one called Shaolin Soccer. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. So that's uh, directed and stars uh, Stephen Chow. And basically, he's a, a an older kung fu master, down on his luck kung fu master. Right. And he puts together a soccer team right. of other kung fu masters. Because the idea they uh, was they want to win a million. I think it was a million dollars was the prize if they win yes. the soccer tournament. And it's a comedy, which is, you know, it's, it's, it is very funny. You laugh during it. But the action is also very good. So many great stunts. In that in that movie, and uh, it, it's again, if you're into like kung fu movies and that kind of stuff, yep. it's almost the staple of, the, yes. of that genre. Like if you like those movies, you've probably seen this. The movie's actually banned in China, or it was. What? I don't know if it still is. Wow! Um, but it was banned in China for a while, um, and and for a while it was the highest grossing movie in uh, in Hong Kong. So wow. it made a tremendous amount of money. It was very popular. Shaolin Soccer? Yeah, Shaolin Soccer. Wow. I've I never seen it. I definitely, I know, I definitely know what you're Definitely recommend it. Um, it. It's the kind of movie you can, like you put on for a good time, right? Like, right. 
Yep. You, you watch it, you laugh. It's not like a deep movie or anything like that. Yes. You're not yeah. watching it to learn a lesson, really. Right. You're watching it for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like the kung fu stuff, if you, you know, it's got like soccer. The idea of right. using kung fu kicks to like win yeah. at a soccer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it funny sounds, premise. Yeah. Um, definitely worth watching. Yeah. Def um, Stephen Chow has made some other films and he's actually going to come up on my list again. Um, but yeah, this movie I think was one of the first, eh, it's not one of the first, it's not the first kung fu movie I ever saw or anything like that, but it was just one of the first ones I remember being really funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I have on my list also a Stephen Chow. Okay. I didn't hit, get his name on it, but I think we might have All some right. of the same ones. Um, my next film is from 2010. It's a South Korean film. It's called The Man from Nowhere. I've heard of this movie. Oh, yes, it's a great yes, yes. movie. Uh, basically, it's a man on revenge against the gang. Um, I I don't know how to summarize. That's kind of basically the plot. All I can say is like this movie, without a doubt, definitely influenced uh, John Wick. Like okay. in terms of the action, it's excellent. I don't even want to spoil it. It's basically like um, he has at one point he has to like I guess what gets the plot moving is like he has to like um, delivers something and ends up being a person and it kind of. You know, as a being a kid, he has to protect like his family or whatever. I only saw it once many years ago, but I love this film. It's so damn good. The man from nowhere and the great action scenes and there's a part that there's a fight like in a club and um it's really good how they use like sound sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, and you could definitely see how like John Wick, you know, was like, We gotta do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put some <laughs> make it Americanized, but it's a really great movie, The Man from Nowhere. It's Man so good. No it's such a great name for a movie too. Yes. It's just like a yep. It's just like you hear it and yep. you're immediately like, "Well, I want to see what this is about." Yep. It's so good. I really have to revisit it. It's great. <laughs> you got PJ. Um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my uh with my kung fu for now. Yeah. Um, because my next one that comes up is the second Stephen Chow, and I think it might be the one you have on your list. Yes. 2004 is uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. Yes, I knew Love it. Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. Um, by the way, the only reason that um, Shaolin Soccer was doesn't continue to be the highest grossing movie in Hong Kong is because Kung Fu Hustle is. Wow. He, he upped his game and he... Uh, and I think this is one of just my favorite Kung Fu movies of all time. Yep. It's so funny. Yes. The stunts are great. The story is great. It's, it's 1940s China, I guess it is. Yep. Um, the movie is... Uh, about a wannabe gangster that wants to join the Axe Gang. Yep. And he finds himself, he's in this, uh, like, this town. But it's not like a good town. It's like a yeah. shitty town, like a slum. Yep. And it, the uh, landlords are kung fu masters. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, these are, it's, it's it's just fun. Yeah, it's like such a, it's like one of those movies where it's like, you think it's just going to be a dumb action film, but it's like. But it's like, not. There's like this really good, like, romance yeah. story in it that's like this, this like. But the, it's like, also a comedy. It's thing. funny. There's, yes. there's romance. There's comedy. There's the, action. The action is great, man. It's. And it's like, it definitely has like that, like, uh, like what that, like that, like a fantasy type yeah. element. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, like, you know, they're like going through buildings right. and everything like that, but that movie's awesome I love that movie yeah. it's so charming it's funny like, it is like, it has like the lollipop yeah like the, uh, like the kind of running gag with the girl um, it's so good um, and just the villains he has to like they have to fight or they have to encounter you know and yep. it's pretty gruesome too like there's like two uh, guys who have like the Raiden hats at yeah. one point and they're really good kind of reminds me of the movie Desperado maybe with that you know um, everyone influences each other but that's a great choice PJ yeah that was on my list yeah mm -hmm. Um, my next one 
is from 2002. I love this movie. It's very, very good. It was like nominated for a bunch of awards. It was Oscar nominated. It was City of God. Okay. Uh, it's from a, it's a, I think it's a, a, a Portuguese Yep. Um, takes place in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, it's about two kids' pets. Uh, two kids' pets diverge as one struggles to become a photographer, and the other a kingpin. I got that off IMDb. Okay. Um, these are based off some real events, real life events. So of course, you know, they took some liberties to make the story work, but it's so good. The cinematography, the acting, the intense, you know, um, just the environment. Like you feel like it's a documentary. Right. It's 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 shot so well, and it's like so many heartbreaking scenes. It's so good. It's so so good. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's City of God. It's so I'll have damn to check. good. I haven't seen that, but I will check that out. Yep. I'll put it on my list of things to watch. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, I've spent a great deal of time in China so right. far. Yes. Um, <laughs> with all of my Shaolin Soccers and Kung Fu Hustles and Crouching Tigers. So I'm, I'm going to move a little bit away from China. Yes. And I'm going to head to Japan. Oh, okay. And we had a whole episode about this, but yes. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. Is Godzilla Minus One. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I... I don't want to rehash everything yeah. that we did in the Godzilla episode, but it's fantastic. Yes. From start to finish. Mm -hmm. The movie is great. The acting is great. The the story, so gripping. The yeah. idea of a, again, I won't rehash everything. Go back and listen to our Godzilla episode, but a kamikaze pilot trying to live with the guilt of not being able to fulfill his, his duties, his responsibilities as a kamikaze pilot, going through PTSD, yeah. having to deal with, with Godzilla at that yeah. point. Oh, it's a beautifully written movie, beautifully shot. Yep. And go back and listen to our full review about it if you really want to see yeah. how we feel about it. But that I, I have to put that on the list. It's yes. that good. Mm -hmm. And I and I cannot wait. I'm sure it's gonna be a limited release now uh, on DVD. Yeah. You know, they're only now that I can tell now they're only gonna sell DVDs for a short time, yep. and that's it. That's what I'm definitely picking Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Um. So I'm excited to revisit that too. Um, I want to see the black and white version with that sound. I'm I, sure on the DVD they might have like yeah, a thing. You know. I um, hope so. Um, but yeah, so damn good. Great choice, PJ. And PJ, I'm gonna stay in Japan. Okay. Um, I I I might have seen this film with you. Um, it's 2000s Battle Royale. You ever seen this one? Yeah, I think we might have seen that. Um, so this is basically so, folks at home. What this is, <clears throat> I mean, this this story has been done uh, many times. But uh, if you think of the Hunger Games or Squid Games, this is the OG. Yep. There's a lot of people could credit this movie starting all that stuff, and that's the story is not like I said, it's been. Uh, throughout time, this story's kind of been like that. But yeah, if the film follows a group of junior high school students who are forced to fight to the death. So basically, um, in the movie, it kind of starts out with these kids who are actually on a school bus, like teenagers. Yeah. And then they get dropped off on like on an island, and they have to survive. And they're wearing all like these like neck uh, uh, braces, and yeah. there's like a bomb to it, and uh, or legs, something like that. I can't remember exactly. So they have to survive. You know, last man standing wins. But the movie takes like a, you know, and there's no like timer. If you don't do it in 24 hours, you're going to explode. It doesn't work. Right. It could be months, yep. no years. They're stuck on this place. So uh, throughout the film, some of the kids start to make their own little villages. They're going to say, hey, let's just try to live with this. But um, it's so good. The movie is so intense. Like I said, it started it started so many different genres. You know, like The Last Man Standing, you know, the uh, they, uh, all that They made stuff. a sequel of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw the sequel, but I, I remember they, a sequel. they did. They made a second one. But the first one, like uh, all I can say is like, from like from as soon as that movie starts, man, you're like hooked in, and you the, just want to see how it ends. The villains in it, um, 
you know, like, and it's like it takes place in the, I guess, the future because like it's a totalitarian government, you know, that's kind of yeah. starts this yep. and the, you know, the sequel is actually the director's last film because he died uh, shortly oh. after that. He died, yeah. He, uh, I don't remember what kind of cancer it was, but it was, uh, he made Battle Royale that came out like you said in two thousand. Yeah, and I think it was two or three years later the sequel came out, and then he died right after it. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Damn. That's a great film, folks. Like I said, if you're into the, like, the Hunger Games, and this is, like, a different kind of movie. This movie's, like, more played straight, you know? It's more, like, epic, and it, it's, the tone's totally different. Like, Hunger Games, you know, even Squid Games, those are, you know, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're play, they take it seriously, but it's a little, like, you know what I mean? They're PG-13, right. really. You know, this movie is not that. This is a rated R, you know, not even with the violence, just, like, the vibe of it, like, the right. tone. It's, it is... Great. I, yeah, it's I, not a children's movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's really not, gonna, not. Yeah, it's really good. It's excellent. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it. I saw it like on DVD. I didn't see it in theaters. You know, where we were, I'm pretty sure we saw it together. Yeah. Um, great movie. You can, and like you really put, you can really feel like you put yourself in that film. Like, okay, what would I do if yeah. I was in this situation? I love those kind of movies. But yeah, Battle Royale, check it out. It's so good. So I am, uh, I am leaving uh, <laughs> Asia. <laughs> Right. We're going to be heading to Mexico. Oh! Yeah, we're going to be heading down to Mexico uh, for a 1992 uh, classic, I would say, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, El Mariachi. Yes. Yep. First of all, I mean, it's fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, right off the bat, like, if you haven't seen it, see it. Um, it's so good. It's so, I mean, he breaks, after breaking out of jail... Right, the uh, the guy has a guitar full case full of weapons. Yep, it's and, Antonio Banderas, right? Well, oh, uh, no. I well, get mixed up. It oh, it I, doesn't star Antonio Banderas. He's in the in the trilogy. Right, El Mariachi is the first movie. Right, that came out in '92. It oh, stars you're right. that trilogy. You're right, and then you're it's right. Desperado. Yes, and then it's um, the hell was the third one? Is it Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Yes, I think is the third one. Um, but yes. El Mariachi is the original. Yes, you are right. And so it's... I can see the guy's yeah. face in my head. Yeah, it's, so it's mm -hmm. not Antonio in that one. Yes. But he, it's the same guy, and he had the imagery of the guns in the, uh, in I mean, the, guitar, the guitar case. case. I mean... Iconic. Mm -hmm. It's It really is. It's it's perfect. It's su it's such a great idea, right? Yeah. And the fact that it... it I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't know... I didn't see this first. Right. I saw Desperado yep, first. Yep, exactly. I think we all saw Desperado first. Yes. And mm -hmm. then you find out later on, you're like, wait, this isn't the first one. Yes. And then you go back and you watch it on like DVD or whatever. Right. And it's so good. It It's, uh, again, uh, Azul, I think it was his name, if I remember yes. correctly. And mm -hmm. it's so fun to watch. The, uh, the, the imagery is really what gets it. If you don't have El Mariachi, you don't get to Desperado. Yep. You don't get to Once Upon a Time in Mexico. The, the character designs, like the, just like the costuming and all that. Yes. It just like, I can picture it in my head, the black suit, the white shirt, the cape. I can see it. The, it's, I just think it's a really great movie. I, it's, it's a Western, really. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, and you don't think of it as a Western, but it is. It's a Western movie. Uh, and I think that's a genre of film that has died off. Like, you yes. don't really see mm -hmm. a true Western. Yes. There are, um. I wouldn't even say parodies, but they're not right. They're not taken seriously anymore. It's always yeah. like 
whenever a new type of Western comes out, it's over the top. It's like an action it's, film. It's, yeah, it's an action film. It's an over-exaggeration. Right. Like, because even Quentin, when he makes a, a Western movie, yeah. it's not... Yes. Exactly. You know what I mean? It, it's not yeah. a Western. The last Swiss, I think, that was played straight was uh, the re remake of True Grit. Yeah. Which I didn't love. The Coen brothers did that. And I do love, though, uh, James Mangold's uh, 310 to Yuma. Christian yes. Bale. And, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Ben Foster's a oh, great movie. Great even... It has Western vibes. There's no country for old men. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's a, oh. oh like they yeah. don't. They don't have. <laughs> you don't see that anymore. Yes. And El Mariachi was a. You know, again, it's 1992. It came out. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so good, and it, it has. Yeah. It's a really good Western. It's a really good. It has good action. It has great acting. Great characters, and like I said, the imagery. I, I don't know if there's a. There are some images in in movies and cinema. Yeah. That are iconic. Yep. And the gun in the guitar case, I'm sorry, I think it's the coolest, yeah. one of the coolest images in movies of all time. Yeah. And, you know, Robert Rodriguez, he did, uh, you know, um, From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. So you know his tone and his vibe, but he's like almost like uh, like Quentin and um, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, yeah. They just have these characters that you just instantly recognize, and it yeah. just starts to style. You know what I mean? It's just a style. After that, people got After that, people started, you know, copying it, yeah. you know? But he's like one of the OGs, especially with the guitar case, because that became like, I don't know if he's the one who originally started, man, I'm sure that maybe something that's, right. maybe who knows. They, I know they always pay homage to older yeah. films, but, you know, like a Tommy Gun, I'm sure was in, I'm know, sure. you know, in the, back in the day, but that's a really good movie. Great choice, PJ. Um, my next film is uh, another French one, came out in 2008, so it's just JCVD, which stands for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme. I love this film. I think I talked about it before another episode, but um, it's semi-fictionalized version of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme himself. So basically, it's about a down-and-out action star uh, whose family and career are crumbling around him as he is caught in the middle of a post-office heist. Um, and um, it takes place in Brussels and Belgium. So, folks, this movie was awesome. I mean, it was so good. In this movie, uh, like I said, he's like he's in the post office, like mailing something like that, and it gets you know like robbed, you know, and he's held hostage with other people. And one of the robbers, I think it's like two or three guys, one of them is like, "Oh my God, it's Jean Claude Van Damme." He's like a huge fan of him. (laughs) So like in the movie, you know, he's like he's asking Jean Claude to like teach him how to do like his famous high kick and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, and and all the other uh, hostages, well, well, Jean Claude take him down. He's like, "I'm an actor. I'm not really a uh, you know," but this has some. This is probably his best acting ever, and it really showcases him as an actor. I cannot. I think the guy should have been nominated uh, uh, for at least best foreign film, or uh, hopefully he won some awards for this. But it really, really, really. And there's one part of the movie that's like, uh, it's a really interesting shot where he talks. He's like, I think he breaks the fourth wall and he starts right. talking to the camera, and he actually like starts to float up. And he just starts talking about his life and his career and all this stuff. It's a really a beautiful moment. And uh, after he's done doing that, he like he's crying. And then when the camera pans back down to to reality in the film, uh, he like collects himself. Right. It's a really beautiful scene, but a really good movie. If you're a John Claude Van Damme film uh, uh, fan, you're really gonna like. And that what's movie. funny about this when this movie came out, it was uh, like when you when it first announced that there was gonna be a yeah. movie. People were shitting all over it, making oh, yeah. fun of it, like treating it like a joke. Yeah. It was uh, people were like, "Why would he do this? Like, this is stupid. This is lame." Yeah. 
Yeah. It wasn't. The movie came out, it was very good, but it, it was not something that people uh, had a lot of nice things to say about until after they saw it. Yeah. I think after it came out and people started seeing it, I think perception changed. Yes. But the original reaction was really just a shit on that movie for some reason. Yeah, I think everyone thought it was like... It was like, like a joke. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know? it is funny. It is. Yeah, no, it, it is, is, but... It is. But it's not a joke of a movie. But no, that's what exactly. people were treating it like. It was going to yes. be some sort of like... Yep. Just a clown of a movie, but it wasn't. It was actually very good. Yep, it's excellent. Can't right. recommend it enough. Mm -hmm. I have uh, one more on my list. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm actually, there's a chance you might have it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a 2006 movie. I guess it's considered a Spanish, Spain. Oh, no, um, I don't have that on my list. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I love that movie. Right? So. It's it's just like a fantasy world. It's a fairy tale world. It's it, it has it, it's so good. It's a beautiful movie. Yes. Um, I think it won some awards. I, I gotta believe it did. Yes. They. Uh, this is what, something I put in my notes when the movie came out, and it was at the uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Right. It got the longest standing ovation <laughs> of any movie right, of right. all time. It was uh, it was over twenty minutes of a standing ovation for that film. Whoa! And it deserves it. It, it really, really does. It's it, it's for someone like me, right? Because I'm into the you know fantasy, science fiction. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff speaks to me, right? Right. And that's what this is. It's like a like a darker fantasy, right. science fictiony fairy tale world, and yeah. it just looks great, acted great. It's that movie. Is super intense too. It, it is. Like it's the so villain, good. The father. I'm, I'm trying to think of the way to describe the storyline. Yeah, so I, this girl. It takes place in Spain, World War Two. Yeah. I can't remember if it's the tail end or whatever it is. And um, and just the she lives like with her stepfather, too. who's like a psycho. Uh, he's not really a Nazi, but he's like a part of the uh, right. Uh, you know, uh, the enemies. Yeah, yeah he's the bad <laughs> guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, uh, he's a real psychopath. And like when there's violence in this film, whoa. You know, I don't want to spoil it, but um, it's not like a bloodbath kind of film. But like when there's like some viciousness, yeah, yeah, oh ruthless my. is the word oh. you would use. And it's oh, uh, it's I'm just uh, thinking about it now, man. The and the and all the creatures in the, it. I was too. gonna say the creatures, the animatronics that they use. A lot of it's um, yeah, practical, practical effects. Yeah. They do use CGI in this in this movie a lot too, but most of it or a lot of it is all animatronics and practical effects. So it feels more real when you're watching it. It yep. doesn't have like that cartoony vibe. Yeah. So it it you like it really sucks you into it. And you're like, ooh, is this could this happen? Is this really happening? Yes. Oh, uh, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's great. I I don't. And Guillermo is great. Yeah. Everything Guillermo does is great. I think. I mean, is he one of the best directors of all time? Absolutely, Guillermo. Oh yeah, he's so creative, and that whole movie, man, like yeah. I said, has like a tone and a vibe, and like the ending, I was like, what. It was so good, yeah. so good. Really intense film too. Like, oh my god, I heard. I don't slight spoiler. So she has to like at one point she has to do these tasks uh, for Pan. Pan is the like that creature, right. it's like a you know like a half deer, half goat, whatever he is. Um, and he has she has to go to this room and she has to like grab like and she has to get something from there. And uh, there's like this giant table with food on it. And like the rule was like don't touch anything on the like on the table, and, and right. that's when that that forgot his name like the silent man or something yep. like that. He's got like no eyeballs, and he puts them like in his. People have seen it. 
you know, uh, the Pale Man, I think is what he's called. It is so frightening, that scene, that supposedly when uh, Stephen King saw it, he was like crap in his pants. Wow. You know, and that's the master of horror. Yeah. You know, but that scene, holy cow. Man, I don't, ugh. I mean, that's like one of those things, like, you, like, you get that little girl credit, man, just to just film to, that movie. Just to be there with it, yeah. And, and that all comes from Guillermo. It really comes from his 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 brain, his mind, his his art. I mean, he's done other movies that aren't um, foreign movies. Like, he did the original Hellboy movie. Yes. Which is yeah. another fantastic movie. That's a really good movie. But, you know, the imagery in Hellboy isn't yeah. too far off. Like, if you... Obviously, he didn't design those characters, right? Yes. They were done by... By com- in the comics way before, but the way he brought them to life in Hellboy yep. is very similar to the way he brought things to life in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And uh, he did Shape of Water too, right? Uh, yeah, he did do Shape of right. Water. He did. Right. You ever see that movie? I did. Did you like it? It was, uh, it was something. <laughs> Look, I don't hate it. Um, I want to, I, I can't remember what it, I know it won Best Picture. Yeah. That was a big deal because usually science fiction doesn't win. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I can't remember what it was up against, but. Um, it I might, like that movie. I, I, I don't for some reason it. I don't. That's like one of those movies I can only watch once, though. Yeah, it's very Beauty and the Beast so esque to me. Yes, it's like a science a fiction good... Beauty yeah. and the Beast sort of storyline. It's a you know a romantic film. It, it's it's very well shot, very well acted. That was um, what the hell was that girl's name? She's a great actress. I can't think of her name right now, but anyway. The main girl in that movie, the main actress, is, is great. Yeah, I think she won an Oscar for that. I too. think she did too. She was yeah. like deaf or something like that. Yeah, right in the movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, Shape Rape, Shape of Water is a cool movie. It's it's unique. Yeah, hey, the best for me, the best kind of films is like, how is this? Where is this gonna go? Right. And like Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water have that feel. Like when you go in, you're like, this is not predictable. Where is this gonna go? Those are the best films. Did you see his Pinocchio? No. It's really, like I'm sure it's really good. I got it. It's on it's Netflix, pro- right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. If it's still, it should still be on there. If you get a chance to watch that, like, it is potentially one of the best, um, the best versions of Pinocchio that's out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my last one, I didn't have, I didn't have the year PJ, um, but this is another, uh, I think it's a ch- uh, Chinese film. Okay. Um, Hero with Jet Li. Oh yeah, I love this. Yeah, movie. so good. I saw it in the theaters. Um, I think my friends were like crying at the end. So basically, it's about this warrior, and uh, it takes you know, you know, uh, I don't know what century, but it's like when they had an emperor and all that crap. Yep. Um, and he's trying. He's like their most revered um, warrior, and basically like, almost like somewhat of like a double agent, I guess you could say. And he's trying to get um, very. They they were very protective of the emperor, and like in order to get. Super close to the emperor, you had to do like all these like, um, like tasks. Like you had to be very like revered to even meet the emperor. Like you'd be in the same room as him. So you find out he purposely does all these missions and yep. shit to get himself in front of prison, uh, the emperor, so he could kill him. Uh, but it's so good. It's a very very moving film actually, and the action scenes are good. The music. I don't know what the name of the uh, name of the instrument. Um, it's like a Japanese guitar. Yeah, but it has like it's like very like bassy and. Um, and they use the same instrument in Kung Fu Hustle too. Has yeah. that, like that, like Japan down, you know, like yeah. once you hear it's really good. But uh, I love that movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. Hero. Check Hero. It out. Yes, that is a good movie. I actually thought of another movie. I I I saw this movie in college. Right. So I was in five towns. I was going for film production. So I had to take like film history courses. Mm-hmm. And there was a movie that we had to watch. 
I have no love for this movie. I don't, you know, right. I'm sure in cinema it's probably regarded as like great. Right. I I couldn't stand it. I just wanted to put my head through a wall. <laughs> it is a Soviet film. Oh. A 1925 silent Soviet drama. Wow. Uh, the Battleship Potemkin. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And I remember, um, so so the, I was going to film school because I wanted to make movies. Right. And, you know, like I've always said, one day I'm getting back to that. That's right. not a, we haven't stopped giving up on that yet. It's just on hold for a bit. Yeah. Um, but I had to take all these film courses. Now, anyone who knows me, right, knows the reason I love movies and want to make movies is Clerks. Right. Everyone knows that about me. I saw Clerks. Um, all rats, all those movies, but Clerks is the one that made me say, "I want to make a movie," because right. these characters act the way I act. They, they, you know, they're talking about movies that I like. They're talking about Star Wars. I like Star Wars, like all that kind right. of shit. So I decided I'm going to go to film school, um, and in film school, right? I, when you take these film history classes, they don't make you watch Clerks, by the right. way, right? <laughs> they're making you watch Battleship Potemkin. And I can't remember my professor's name. I'll never remember this lady's name. Right. She was a she was a terror. <laughs> and we were watching this movie, and she could tell like if you were to tell her you like you uh, you were inspired by Clerks, she's, she's like, like, "How dare exactly disgrace the art of cinema?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. But so we're watching this movie, and I guess she could tell I want to put my head through a wall, and I guess she could probably tell the class right. wants to like gouge their eye out with a grapefruit spoon. <laughs> right, right. So we could just get to the end of this because who cares? It's so old. Like, it's not relevant. It's not relevant. Right. Like, you're never going to make another Battleship Potemkin because no one wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she turns off the movie, this lady, and basically starts berating us for not caring. Ugh. And we're just like, oh, my God. She's like, this is a classic of cinema. Right, right. You have to appreciate it. And we're like, we don't have to appreciate shit, lady. Right, right. <laughs> like, we'll watch it because you're making us, but, like, it sucks. And so she said, name a classic better than this. Uh, I was like, Jurassic Park. Wow. I yelled from the back of the class. And she's like, that's not a cin- that's not cinematic. That's not a film. <laughs> I'm like, it's made more money than Battleship Potemkin. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I just remember, like, having these battles with this woman because... She would give us assignments, write about a movie, like right. you have to write a paper about a movie, and they would give you the parameters, and I would always pick something more modern. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't pick something from 1925. Right. Nobody would. Right. Nobody would do that. You have to write about like a a, a classic romance film. Like, right. That was something we had to do. That was one of the assignments. And I picked, pro- I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to remember now, right. but it's probably something like Titanic or whatever, Right. right? You know, you have to pick uh, like all these different things. And foreign films wasn't one of the things, but I, I remember just Battleship Potemkin being torture to me. Right. Uh, because I think sometimes people have in the back of their minds, like it came out in the 20s, it's, it has gravitas or whatever. Right. And you have to appreciate this film. Like you have to. People who like are into cinema and into movies, right. they feel like this is what you're supposed to appreciate. Let me tell you something, kids. <laughs> Sometimes old shit sucks. And right. you shouldn't sit there and uh, you can respect what it was for the time. Yes. But mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to sit there and like base everything on these things that came out black and white where they had silent films. Yeah. The world has moved on. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I just, when we were talking about foreign films, it were just jogged my memory about this. And yeah. I'll, I'll never sit through one of those kind of movies. I don't mm -hmm. care, you know, someone might say, how do you go to film school and want to make movies and not appreciate right. that? I respect it for its time. But nobody should be influenced by these things anymore. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. it's it it's it just shouldn't be. And anyway, that made me think of that. No, I took a uh I didn't wasn't a film major, but I took like I took a bunch of like film appreciation and right. I took social work and film. Um <clears throat> and I just remember too, it's like uh you know, actually the one I had it for film appreciation, she was awesome. But um she would she was really cool. I remember her saying like you know, a movie we had to watch, uh, it's not a foreign film, it's, uh, oh my God, Rosebud. Um, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, yes. Like, yeah, like you said, like, I still, I think that's still a very good movie. Do I think right. it's the best movie of all time? No. But it's, like, I can see how it's, like, very groundbreaking for the era. Right. And, um, you know, it influenced, uh, definitely influential, no doubt, no doubt. But, like, it's a hard movie to, like, get into. It but really it's, is. It's, you're studying it for what it is, for sure. But, but uh. Uh, yeah, very hard to revisit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, when you take these classes, some of these professors and some of these people, it's like... No one that turns me off, bro. This is just like anything. Like, it could be music or film. Someone, uh, the other day, one of my patients said this to me. Like, in, in, our, in a group. Um, I can't stand when someone says, like, you don't like it because you don't understand it. Oh, I hate oh, that. I hate I'm that. I wanted to blow my brains right. out. <laughs> it's like, I understand it just fine. It just sucks. Right, right. It's pretentious like, and it sucks. Yeah, right. or it could be any. Like sometimes, like like uh, like one of my favorite bands put it out. I might like it, you know. Like the comments right. I see, or people be like, "Well, you don't like it, you don't understand it." Like you'd be like a time stamp. Like, well, like it doesn't matter if it's not musical. I'm not gonna like it, or if I film, right. I don't like it. You know, it's not good. Well, it's the same thing with like comic books too. Like, right, there are some runs of comic books that people like say how it's uh, the best comic books ever. Right, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's right. not the best comic book ever. And they'll say the same thing. You don't appreciate... Like, Grant Morrison is a comic book writer. Right. Um, and his stuff is so out there. And there are people that will defend his books right. to, like, you know, the end of the earth. And I'm just like... Or it's pretentious, and it goes nowhere, and it's not that good. Right. You just want to feel like you're smarter yes. than you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> and it's the same thing with movies. And actually, a lot of foreign movies, I think people have that, that stance... You don't like this because you don't understand it because you're not from there. Right. Or, or it's dubbed. Like yeah, somehow. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you, you watch the dub version. It's not the right. real version. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> you got to get a subtitle. If it was something like, no, you know what? The word dubbed or subtitles, bad is bad. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. But a lot of people feel that way when it comes to foreign films because it's artsier because you're watching something from wherever. It's like there's a reason American yeah. cinema makes way more money yep. than foreign films. Yeah. Because it's mm. for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's good. People, they give you what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's. I do find that though, foreign films tend to be more original though. Yes. You know that I'll give yes. it, and I feel like they do a lot of them. And deeper. Yes. Yes. Deeper. No, and, I agree with that. Um, without a doubt. I just these are just honorable mentions. I don't know, I don't know if they really count though, PJ. Okay. But they're British films. So that All really, right. Does that count? I guess it could. So I said this too. I don't know. I know one for sure who directed it. I love Snatch by a guy. Oh Richie. yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's awesome. I never seen uh, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. I think he did that as well. He did. But um, I'm not sure if they connected those two. But Snatch is awesome. It's like a great ensemble. Yeah. It has like um, Jason Statham's in it. Yeah. He doesn't play like an action hero. This is probably his best work. This is probably. Got his career started. Right. He's so good at it. It's basically uh, 
a diamond that they're trying to snatch. Uh, like, not really a heist, really. But, um, so, like, these Irish gangsters, British gangsters, and it's, like, bare-knuckle fighting in it. Red Pitt's in it. Yeah. Um, so damn good. And the other one is, uh, speaking of Star Wars, uh, John Boyega's, you ever see The Block? I haven't seen that. It's, like, a cool, like, science fiction comedy. He's, like, a, there's, like, this, uh, British, like, Kids hanging out, teenagers, and these aliens. We end up finding out it's a spoiler. You know, they end up aliens on the block, like right. on their. Uh, I think in I think in Britain, like a block is like an apartment building. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, they encounter this thing and they're trying to figure it out. But uh, it's a really good movie. John Boyega, by the way, since you've mentioned him in Star Wars, should have been the star of that sequel trilogy. Oh yes, he should have been the main guy. We, <laughs> it's like one of these topics. Like, oh, it's like a zombie it keeps coming it back. Keeps coming back. But uh, yeah. I mean, like you know, Star Wars was influenced by like westerns yeah. and kung fu movies yeah. and all this, and even like great, great epic stories from like yeah. Greeks from back in the day, like your, uh, you know, Achilles yeah. Yeah. and uh, the Odyssey and that kind of crap. But I think Star Wars sequels are going to go down in history as like one of the dumbest. Like what? It's like it's like a textbook of what not, not to, to do. do. Yes, yeah. it's, it's still one of those things. It that... just bothers me so much because the story for for his character Finn was like perfectly set up. He's part of the Empire. He's a stormtrooper who realizes he he's in the wrong and this isn't the way they should be. Yep. Deflects from the 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 Empire. It's all there, man. It's all there, and then he could have become the Jedi. The Force should have awakened in him. Ugh. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> a big missed, such and, a missed opportunity. Yeah, and, I, and then, and then they could have brought a full circle in that last movie. Yeah, and he could have led all the battalion of yeah of of the stormtroopers that all defected from the first. Ah, makes yes. me so mad. Mm-hmm. John Boyega, you deserved better. Yes, you deserved better. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, speaking of the foreign foreign films, foreign markets, I do know that Disney when they. <laughs> this is like fucked up. When they promoted it there, they made his character smaller. Yeah. You know, does have a lot of racial, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I know. It's so screwed there. up. It's, it's terrible. Terrible. Awful. Awful. But uh, yeah, foreign films, that's all I have, PJ, that I can really um, uh, come up with. And those are all the movies. I mean, yeah. I love, I think one day we'll do an anime episode. I was going to say, I mean, there's anime stuff could, we could talk about. But, but, um, but yeah, I love foreign films. I And, like I always said, it's like when I watch a foreign film, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna learn something, I'm gonna right. experience something new. So, and um, I'm having a real urge right now to re- revisit some of these films, especially some Jackie Chan films. I miss yeah. movies like that, yeah. just like good, like just straight up action, like yeah. you know, like interesting, like you know, like Crouching Tiger. Those action scenes, man, damn, they still hold up. Jesus, you know, he's coming out with a new movie soon. Who? Jackie. Really? Yeah. Like, like a, like a. Like, gonna, he's, like, like he's doing stunts. I'm not I don't know to if do he's going to do stunts, but he's like an they're, action they're doing, film, the, they're doing a new Karate Kid with him. Oh my god! Did you not hear about that? No. They're Ugh. Ralph Macchio. Oh, with Ralph. They're they're oh. they're combining the two Karate Kid universes. So the Jaden Smith, uh, Jackie right. Chan Karate Kid. Was he Mr. Miyagi? He I was. Uh, I think his name was Mr. Han, but oh, okay, perfect. But, so okay, okay. Yeah, so he's not Miyagi. He's Right. I'm pretty sure his name was Han. I think you're all right. I didn't like the movie at all. No, it was no. awful. That movie was but, terrible. But they're they're doing it. They're combining the Miyagi verse okay. with uh, with the Jackie Chan. Now is Jaden Smith gonna be in this? I hope not. They're looking for a new Karate Kid. Oh, thank God, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, please. They're looking for a new one. 
I don't know if it's going to have the people from Cobra Kai in it. Right. I don't right, know. Right. I don't know what the story's going to be. But Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio are making a new Karate Kid. Oh. So you'll get a new Jackie Chan picture pretty soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, PJ and our folks at home, check out these movies. They're so damn good. Uh, anything else, PJ? No, I got nothing. Nice. All right, folks. We'll see you overseas maybe one day. <laughs> uh, same time, same table. Have a good one. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. For more information, visit their website at coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com. Follow the boys on all social media platforms. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get detention.